welcome to The Cut of Steel. I'm your host, Cameron Schuster, and with me is James Selig. Hello. Danny Benson. What's up, guys? Brandon Moncada. Ayo. And Brandon Blockstorf. Ooh, hello. I was just seeing if you were going to say my name right. That was fun. <laughs> Did I do it? <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> I re- that's actually the first time I've said your last name. <laughs> I, know, I was like, I've never heard this before. I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> I always thought it was <laughs> a weird username you made. When I first met Brandon, he was like, my last name is Blocks and Dorf. And like, like, that was like I, I second conversation. Visual, like... <laughs> but, but we're um... here. Uh, James is from Suture Side Talk as well as I am. Uh, both Brandons are from Apollo City Comics Podcast, and Danny is from, if I remember correctly, because it's brand new, uh, Third Planet from the Black Hole. Alright, so this is the Cut of Steel. This is a DC Extended Universe podcast, so this whole show is about all of the DC movies that have been coming out, starting with Man of Steel, going to the future films that have yet to come. This podcast will be mainly, at least for the first uh, 9 to 15 episodes, uh, more of an analysis on each film, one by one. Our pilot here today is going to be about Man of Steel, but we're going to go film by film as we prepare for the release of the Justice League Snyder Cut, which we will do multiple episodes on. And that's our main plan for this show. After we've covered all of the existing films, we'll then go into the future of the DC uh, Extended Universe and talk about all the films that are coming out soon, as well as some that we haven't heard from in quite some time. But uh, for those episodes, you probably won't hear this for a while. So today, though, for our pilot, we're going to go ahead and jump into the Man of Steel. And as an analysis, we'll be talking about what we thought this film did well and what we thought this film kind of failed on and how it could be improved and kind of if we had the reins in a sense what we would do to change this film and improve it to what it could have potentially have been uh starting off though we'll do uh what we thought did not work for this film and for that do we have anyone who wants to start with their first topic james i know you want to yeah so we already talked about this a little bit before we recorded and i figured i'd go first with this because a lot of people seem to agree i really did not like the characterization of jonathan kent in this movie as and i'm not super into superman comics so i don't know the characters as well as some other people here might but he always seemed like he's supposed to be the moral center of Superman, or at least the person who teaches him how to be a good person and to just do the right thing, no matter what. And this Jonathan Kent, I know you, Kamran, said it's a, it is a very human version where, you know, he doesn't know what to tell his superpowered son, you know, how to live his life or, or even whether he should use his powers for good or not. But... I just think that that was a mistake. And we also thought it was, you know, the the actor who played him, perfect casting. I just didn't like that Jonathan Kent didn't, he didn't act, he didn't feel like a good moral center to Superman in this movie. Uh, does know, anyone have a, yeah, Brandon, go for it. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. Um, We kind of t- touched base on some of this. I think it was uh, Danny that was saying, you know, I think me and Danny were saying it the most. Uh, we just recently did a commentary that will be coming out on the film, um, but this episode will be out way before that. 
but the characterizations in general seem to miss the mark on the true essence of almost every character. So I, I agree what you're saying about Jonathan Kent, but just to broaden the scope there, um, I don't feel like Lois was really attacked right. I don't think, you know, the Clark or Superman himself was attacked right. I think, you know, you know, oh, I'll, never mind. I'll say Perry White, but that wasn't even attacked right. Um, it just, Zod was great. I think the characterization mm. on Zod was yeah. awesome. And I would even maybe say for Jor-El, but everyone else, like the main characters that we, you know, want to focus on, it's like they're trying to reinvent them somehow instead of defining what makes them great. And I think Danny had said it um, on the commentary, but, you know, he, I think John, they say in the movie that uh, he got his morals from his parents and it clashes with a lot of the actions that go on in that film. Um, and there's just... The choice of his death and the things he made Superman do, it just didn't add up to what was expected in that situation. And I don't know if someone can defend his actions and way of thinking um, against it, but to me, it's never made sense. Go for it, Brandon. Yeah, so it, it was kind of funny because right before we were recording this, we covered DC's Death Metal, and there is a Superman short story in there that literally, I, and I'm not even joking, it goes everything against what that Superman in that movie does. And I'm not like gonna go into full details, but it basically talks about how people come before Superman. You know, even his own family in a way, how he, you know, he has his morals and he does everything he can to literally be there for the entire world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think it kind of clashes with the ideals that John Kent had in the movie and, you know, I, I, I poke fun at Cameron a lot, but I was I went back to that scene where they talk about letting people die and how, you know, he says, maybe that's what you do and all that. And it's just like it feels very jarring because in the movie, the character compromises himself with his actions. And, you know, it it's not the best example, but when that tornado comes in, you know, he. His dad is all like, you know, you, you let them die. Don't, you know, do this. Don't do that. But then he like awkwardly goes to save other people. And I don't know. It just it feels so awkward. Everything in that movie with that character just feels out of place and just so like compromising, especially the way the flashbacks are structured. And like, I just don't know it. Everything John Kent does, it just doesn't seem right. If that makes any sense. Well, like it doesn't click. A big part about that too is, I mean, I I, I agree because I said the exact same thing what you just said. Yeah. The only defense I can have towards that is what Cameron said um, when he was saying that it is a very human movie, and Jonathan Kent being the dad that's just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know how to handle any of this. Like, I don't know. I don't. I can't even give the right answer in the right spot. It's like a dad. It's like a human thing to be like, I wish I could give you the perfect answer, and I wish I could tell you to do this, but this is what's coming out. It is human in that aspect, but yeah, does it work for Jonathan Kent and a Superman story? You know what yeah. I mean? That, that's the thing. Like, I I love that explanation. It's it's so perfect and on the on the dot for it, but it just not for this story. You know, it could work for another film for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. But a Superman story, I don't see it fitting in right. Yeah, and I mean, just to sum it up real quick, like in the comics, it was like Superman's parents were like the perfect moral compass. Not that parents are the perfect moral compass whether it be fiction or non-fiction but for superman they are 
the ones that shaped him to be this you know beacon of hope the first superhero the first person to have his morality straightened out you know like it just is like i know they're trying to make it for modern times but it just gets confusing in the movie and i it, again it just it's awkward and compromising and just contradictory all over it and i'll leave it at that <laughs> and danny and you know can i talk about other iterations of john kent too mm-hmm. yeah go for it so please um yeah, I was thinking after we watched the movie last night, Man of Steel, that it does kind of make sense in that movie why Superman makes little to no attempt to, you know, stop any of the destruction happening in the end of Metropolis. Because he was raised by a father who said, who didn't really give him anything, you know, <laughs> any guidance on what oh, to do yeah. with your powers or anything. And and I understand that that this is a human movie, and I was thinking about it again too. Is that it does make sense for John when Superman is younger to say hide your powers because mm-hmm. he doesn't know what yeah. what what to do with Superman. But the problem is, and this is why I kind of wish that in this iteration we could have actually gotten to see John Kent live and grow like in the comics and grow old and see his son grow up to become Superman. Have John Kent have an arc where he eventually, as Clark is getting older and getting ready to go out in the world on his own, say, no, you know, use your powers for good, you know, and that he changes, he grows as a character with his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like, would have been good. What I was saying yeah. with the whole... That would have uh, been good, yeah. yeah. Him, like, being the lost dad, it's him realizing, like, man, I was I was just lost and confused, but I really see the potential. Like, I'm not scared, you know, it's foreign to right. all of us. But if I can get over it and if I can see the greatness, maybe everyone else can. And right. wouldn't that motivate Superman to do better? To exactly. being like, if I could convince my parents that took me in, that I could convince the world, you know? Like, I've made my parents proud. I can make the yeah. world proud. Because isn't that like a struggle, always trying to, you know, meet your parents' requirements and satisfaction? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but that, that would have been cool. That would have been really interesting to see. Yeah, and we we see this. This is a common thing in a lot of the most famous interpretations of Jonathan Kent from the Gled Ford one in this, in the Christopher Reeve Superman movie too, even the animated series John Kent, mm, mm-hmm. where he always mentions has a line, "I don't know how to explain this. Like I don't yeah. know. This is beyond me." And you, we get a sense of that growth in the Christopher Reeve movie when Glenn Ford mentions that they were afraid that people were going to come take Clark away from them as a kid when they found out what he could do. He said, but you know, as we all get older and, you know, uh, as a man gets older, things start to become very clear. And he goes, and I don't know, you're here for a reason. I don't know what reason that's going to be. And that's up to you to go find uh, what you're going to be. And I think that is much more effective than always keeping this attitude of hide away from the world because they're going to be afraid of you and don't ever do anything about it which is very doesn't make sense for jonathan kent because like you guys mentioned in man of steel he goes and tries to save the dog and the people contradictory to his character in that movie the way they set him up and what a waste of kevin costner too that was <laughs> great, uh, <laughs> i know John kent. he like his voice and everything i was just like oh perfect yeah i agree i uh, think kevin costner was a good choice and like i also personally feel like if they got a proper superman sequel whether that was whoever's fault it is i'm not going to pin it on anyone specifically but maybe it was the studio but like it would have been more dramatic if he was killed in like the second one 
And then, mm-hmm. I don't know, that compromises Superman when going into Justice League or meeting Batman or Wonder Woman or whoever. Like, you then know. he get hardened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, then he get, it, get cold. Yeah. Yeah. I just like it better, too, when John can't, like, like I said, I don't want him. I wanted him to live throughout this series. But if you are going to die, it just it's better when you kill him off with natural circumstances because it's out of Superman's hands mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. point. He can't do anything about that. Even though a tornado is natural, technically. Tornadoes just don't appear yeah. out of nowhere like yeah. that. Well, if you All played right. the Superman Returns Xbox 360 game, you find out the tornado <laughs> is a boss of the game. I forgot we about that. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Anywho. Um, Superman but, video games, that's a whole nother episode. I, I will say... At least, just because uh, throughout this episode, I may be the defender, not necessarily all the way, but like to certain points. Um, it's like Brandon did say, I did uh, say uh, during the commentary about the humanism of this movie. And at least for Jonathan Kent, I definitely don't agree with every way they utilized him. But at least in terms of the hide everything away and don't have much of an explanation, at least the it is like, I guess you could say like back to the Donner Superman, but also to like I, I said before, as an example, E.T., uh, where the government discovers E.T., what happens next? They quarantine the place. You have literally people doing tests and all this crazy stuff on them. And as, you know, parents like that would be something highly fearful mm-hmm. of where your child is going to be taken away from you and you'll never mm-hmm. see them again. And they'll be also not only will you lose your child, but they'll be robbed of being a child. And unfortunately, like, I guess it is kind of in that circumstance of the end of Jonathan Kent, but uh, having them pretty much hide, have him hide away this whole time until unfortunately, like they do kill him off. And with that, it does make it a little bit more difficult for him to be Superman in terms of like learning to be Superman and like following the tenants that Jonathan Ken would usually bestow upon Clark the utilization of his death where he does do the contradictory act of going and saving someone is more so also humanistic where you know Jonathan's telling Clark specifically he's not saying everyone should do this he's saying Clark because he knows where if every any person does something to help someone they can only do something within their own humanistic power where he knows if Clark does it he won't be seen as that. He will be seen as something completely different uh, to where that will be revealing. Whereas if he does it himself, he's just thinking on a human level where he sees something wrong, he goes to stop it. And he also still keeps in mind of Clark at the same time being like, if you do something, people will know. If I do something, it's just another person doing something. So I would say in that defense, that is why he does that. Uh, especially just because, like, he, at the end of the day, he is a good person. He just is also a parent, which is also understandable. It's that whole, like, do as I say, not what I do, but it's just, like, not a good example of it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's one of those. Like... <laughs> I get where you're coming from on, on some of that, Comron, and I agree with, it, agree with it partly, but it also really presents the fact that John is really alienating his son well that is true he's not treating him as a human being and that even though he explains in that great scene that was pulled from the uh, the superman secret origin comic where john tells him 
or Clark says, can I just keep pretending I'm your son? He goes, you are my son. I still love that scene. It's a beautiful beautiful. moment. So great. And that's, that, that's another, that's a filmmaking problem that they kind of rip these scenes from the comics and put them in a movie. And they're inconsistent with the rest of the movie because that kind of goes against the way John treats Clark the rest of the movie. Well, it's, you know, I think Cameron's like a hundred percent right on that aspect because you know we're all kind of in fear because it's a different being and you know he's mm-hmm. trying to be as like you know humanistic towards clark knowing that he's not human as he possibly can be you know it's it's such a unique and heavy thing i i could see why he still gets blinded by it at some point um but i think you know what would have really made this work and i think it would have totally worked like his characterization his actions jumping to the tornado is if he would have just somehow lived and like Danny said get to see him grow and have that arc I think that if he would have had a complete arc as a character it would have really like really defined these moments and made these like scenes that we don't agree with right now more fleshed out and understanding and would given him more purpose but we just we, we got to cut so short you know it's it's like the Joker in Suicide Squad just not enough of it yeah yeah they do uh well they do give that sense uh i mean unfortunately (laughs) i guess they 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 want to for suicide squad it was too much yeah well suicide squad is like (laughs) that's 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 episodes later yeah i I have to Uh, get that out there (laughs) for this too i will say like i do agree he was killed off too soon uh i do think that even though they do really convey the loss of at least like Krypton by actually showing Krypton mm-hmm. and the deaths there, they still wanted to show human loss and they needed someone and they couldn't have no one just cause like, you know, I guess like to make that origin more, not necessarily tragic, but give it more uh, weight behind it. Yeah. They did that even though I do agree they didn't have to. I will also say at least in terms of, uh, the way Clark starts off, it is a, I think this is also why I like it is because it's a darker, uh, take in a way of like, there isn't like this existing already. People don't think like that. So they're going into it very much. So of a, there hasn't been anything like this before. We're just, uh, trying to live, survive and do our thing until, you know, he does get discovered and, or I guess reveals himself and after he goes on his journey but he is kind I, of forced into action yeah he is forced into action and what I did I guess in my way of like what I didn't like that I would have rather seen was more of a build up of him kind of seeing everything and the growing of it I don't necessarily want him to be the Superman in this film I don't want him to be there already I want to see that journey grow through the movies where you get like Man of Steel 2, which it's just, I hate saying it because I want it. But yeah. uh, I want that to be the one where you see a more like the brighter, mm-hmm. more hopeful version. And eventually, not necessarily getting to the full on 100% Boy Scout where, you know, he goes like, hey, kids, stay off the road. And they're like, sure, Superman. And he flies away like in the animated series. And they go, wow, he sure is a dork. Like, <laughs> they, they straight up call him a dork but uh do that kind of build up because it does 
it does something that I don't think we always get often, where it is like a full-on change of character, where you see them actually grow instead of just already be established, and it's just the adventure itself that's taking place. But we don't get it all there, and instead we're kind of left with what we do have, at least in this soul film. Well, that's the thing, too, is that maybe... You know, it could have had a different kind of direction, but it could have come down to the studios being like, we want a different Superman and we don't want this because we've gotten this so many times. Um, and it's hard to tell if like maybe that was the studio's decision and that's what they had to work with. And that's what we were given. Um, and that's the unfortunate part. You know, it's kind of like the behind the scenes uh, speak that we never really get yeah revealed to, you know, well, um, I got to ask, maybe Danny might know this, but is the animated paul kent the only one that like lives to when he's older i can't think of another incarnation yeah Yeah. and that's what makes that show so good is that you even throughout the justice league cartoon Mm -hmm. you get to see him go back home and visit his parents and everything because the yeah the animated series and the comics are the only ones that kept paul kent alive yeah well i mean with the yeah and this is like look how well that played out why couldn't we pull the best incarnation and use that as a base i mean the animated right. series should be the base for almost all the these animated characters. series to me is the best modern interpretation of superman mm-hmm. for sure it was it my really only really interpretation is the best really. superman to me it just nails um, it all across the board yeah and, and i want to say too because you, you mentioned the the studio things um you know going with the Zack snyder thing is that you know, snyder was a he should not have directed this movie he he should not have never have been near Superman ever, because in the early interviews when there was first rumors of him being offered the job to direct a new Superman movie, he was saying his intention was to deconstruct Superman. And the whole he, Alan Moore syndrome. You yeah, know what he I mean? wanted like, to do. He wants to do the Alan, and those are two. He he's, he said that his favorite books are Dark Knight Rises or Dark Knight Returns and The Watchmen, and those are two stories he already clearly does not understand. And you should never go in to a character, an already established character, with the intent of just deconstructing them. If your thing is, you know, start a whole new universe or start a whole new film series. And I mentioned Uh, that with the Captain America movies in in the MCU is that those movies work so good is because you get the cheesy 1930s Captain America in the first Avenger. And then in Winter Soldier... Is when they start deconstructing him because like this is a whole new world. This is a post 9-11 America, you know, not it's not the, you know, America the Great, you know, Star Spangled Banner and everything. This is a country that doesn't trust its government. It doesn't trust the military. And it's got a lot of skeletons in its closet. And and it was going on at a time when there was, you know, the, the Snowden mass surveillance controversy and everything that that movie was written. So it touches upon all these things that Captain America, these themes of Captain America, of his patriotism and everything, and it properly deconstructs his character. And it only worked because we got the cap that we know, the cheesy cap we know in the comics before that. But in Man of Steel, we go straight to this, to this Superman that's, he's not Superman in this movie. If any, they really tried to fix Superman when he didn't need to be fixed they thought let's make him like batman and change his character to make people like him more and that's not how that works yeah because they give him a tragedy when he's young and yeah and i feel like every time paul kent has died it's an older superman and established like his dad right. has seen him and he's even more heartbroken that his dad can no longer 
you know, he's been with him for so long. You and know, that's the thing about, about that. that's the thing about these characters like Superman and Captain America. They don't need a tragedy to motivate them to do the right thing. They just no. want to do the right thing. The tragedy is that they can't do enough because they can do yes. anything yeah. and everything. They could fix all the problems if they were there. You know. What's up, Brandon? Well, I was going to say to come back to the whole character de- deconstruction thing. Um, you know, I I agree. I, I'm kind of like split a lot with all this because I've made it very known that I don't hate the movie entirely, but I don't love it either. I think it's got its moments that work, and I think it's got way more moments that do not work. And when it comes to character deconstruction, I have to agree with Danny because – and here's the thing. Maybe Zack Snyder shouldn't have directed this film, and they could have got someone better. But this is the director we got. So if your plan is to deconstruct a character, I think this kind of happened where he just got too ahead of himself with this first movie. Literally the first movie in this whole established universe that they're trying to create, or this one they're trying to establish, right? If you're, you know, you don't deconstruct deconstruct something that's already built. That's the thing, right? You can't build, you can't deconstruct something that isn't there yet. And for something like Superman, yes, the character is well known throughout the world and has been established a million times over. But for this specific movie and specific story they're trying to tell, I think if he were to attempt a deconstruction, maybe, I don't know, another film in the future rather than the first, it could have worked potentially. You know, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say maybe, maybe his plan would have worked if it was just done, you know more spread out that's the thing like when you look at the stuff alan moore has done i mean swamp thing was the biggest thing that he deconstructed but he had to position swamp thing like you he took over that run and swamp thing got to die like right when he picked up so he was like reincarnated in that sense and that's a perfect easy way to do it and when he did these other superheroes like Watchmen, they were new characters Mm -hmm. he didn't get to use the question and all that so that's how alan moore got to deconstruct these characters he had that advantage in the timing. Yeah. But this was like, he never started a series. And the series he did start, they were new characters. You know, so yeah. like maybe if Snyder was deconstructing something, he made a, a Brightburn. Brightburn's a perfect example mm, of deconstructing That is a Superman. great deconstruction. Yeah. That, yeah. Is, that is what worked. And that's a yeah. great deconstruction. But not not it just it didn't formulate right. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's just, it, they, it got too ahead of itself. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think... Maybe if there's a trilogy planned, they could have done it by the second movie and then redeem him in the third. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, this could be a thing where the studio got too involved or maybe he really did, along with the script writers and producers, just got ahead of themselves. We yeah. don't know. But we can't, you know, throw every possibility out the window. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, so, I just wanted to say yeah. to say two things. First off, I wanted to say there's a there's an interview with uh, David Givens on the, uh, the Sci-Fi Wire YouTube channel which is a great channel. Like they really give a lot of great interviews with some comic book creators and David given, he apologized for all the dark and dreary and overly violent comics that came out after Watchmen. Cause he said, oh, no, he that said wasn't they, the point of it. Yeah, yeah. He said they completely missed the point of Watchmen. Yeah. That it was, and you can tell that that book is very clearly just a, almost a parody of the silver age, the golden age. And, what characters well, are based off of in that there's, you know, there's layers underneath these characters. It's a critique of a well-known source material. Yeah, it's a deconstruction done. of superheroes. Yeah, that's a proper deconstruction. Yeah. And the, the second thing was, too, is that um, 
<laughs> it looked like it was, it was like did he freeze yeah comrade's next i forgot yeah i'll remember later okay uh, i'll jump in then um i will say to jump off that point too but also to show it for this film as well is when you look at that for watchmen and all the books that came after what they're writing on isn't necessarily like oh they got watchmen wrong which they honestly could have but also i think too it's the combination of that's what's popular and that's what people want. Oh, Let's yeah. give them more of that. Yeah. And looking at Man of Steel is in a very, very weird place. Mm-hmm. It's coming up right after the Dark Knight trilogy, which is a mm-hmm. gritty dr- drama down to earth take on Batman. And it's also in the middle of what's going on currently with the MCU. If I remember correctly, the Avengers came out the same time as Dark Knight Rises. So this is yeah. after the Avengers film. They can, already have can I phase two. Can I tell you this yeah. real quick? Sorry to interrupt. What this move, what this movie's competition was that summer? What was it? The Winter Soldier. Oh, oh God. wow! Yeah, so that's, oh, uh, that yeah, makes that's, a lot uh, of okay. Yeah, that's terrible in comparison because like, Marvel just gave their masterpiece, and then, <laughs> and then everybody, and then this is what DC gave. So that's oh yeah. yikes! I, I did and, not realize huh. that. Yeah, yeah so look at there were so many reviews. I remember that just said DC needs to take notes from Winter Soldier. <laughs> For Man of Steel. Sorry to interrupt so, you, Comrade. No, you're good. That, make, that makes perfect sense. Like that, <laughs> you see then where uh, the Winter Soldier is like the one of the top two mm-hmm. Marvel movies, but yeah. um, the, like that show, like it shows where that movie is, and you you have Snyder working on this, and I am opposite take where I actually really really like this his DC stuff actually did the opposite for me where. I don't know how, but it made me believe in him more. Where I'm like, oh my god, I love this man. And I know Brandon's eyes are popping out of his sockets right now, but his glasses are making them stay in, which is good. But uh, I saw what he was trying to do, and I don't necessarily mean that he did a fantastic job with these films. But I saw the direction and what he wanted to take with it, where Mm -hmm. Zack Snyder, when he talks about these films... And obviously, too, there is heavy like this is the whole thing we're going off. We don't know what's Zack Snyder's full control. We don't know how much the studios had their hands in. We don't know how much David Goyer put in there. He was like, I know what you're saying, but I'm going to write this anyway. And we don't know like what Jeff Johns potentially did or didn't do Mm -hmm. because he does great stuff. But also certain things of recent light have made things kind of questionable at the same time too. Yeah. I don't think and... he got involved in DC movies until after BVS. I thought he was involved with BVS. I have to look no, at no, it. It was just, okay. Yeah. This was just, not, it was Snyder Goyer. And I think Nolan was like creative. Like he was Godfather. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Also Nolan's hand. Nolan was yeah. supposed to oversee everything mm-hmm. because what, of the success. The reason the he left is because of what they did with the ending was Zod. And some of the direction mm. they took Superman is why he left. That's right. You're telling me that. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, you see a lot of conflict there, and I would assume I'm gonna I'm gonna get basic success assumption that Death of Zod was probably Snyder, uh, out of all of them. It was. Like I would see that yeah. as probably Snyder. Snyder. And Goyer. Um, and it's funny too because if I'm just making sure, Goyer did the Dark Knight trilogy too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He did. So just making he sure. Begins he was, and returns and. He was a rises. third string writer though on it. Okay. <laughs> 
God. I think well, I think uh, was it Nate begins Denko. the only one like oh well, he uh, was writing it with Nolan. For he begins. was Nolan. Yeah. I think it was like Nolan's yeah. brother or something. That no, he, uh, his brother overlooked a lot of scripts. Okay. Um, yeah, there's two Nolan. other writers that always get credit with those movies. But uh, it's mm. it's crazy because just to go back in time a little, Batman Begins, and I stand by this, Batman Begins is one of the best written superhero films. Yeah. From oh, the yeah. dialogue no, really, really to the yeah. scene directions, everything about that film is phenomenal. The only reason Dark Knight is better is because of the Joker. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Batman Begins is a much better Anyways, uh, it's crazy because he helped write that. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So looking at the placement there, you have a lot riding on this film where it's supposed to... Warner Brothers is breathing down the neck of this film going, this is our MCU. This is our Iron Man. We have to make this blast off like crazy, but they're also coming into it at a very unfortunate standpoint of going, look at where they are right now. Mm-hmm. I want us to be there right now. And Marvel, this is, what is this, 2013. Uh, 20, yeah. This is already, what, like five or six years in uh, to Marvel already? They're like 2007, I think, they started. Uh, 2008. Because yeah, Iron, mm. uh, Iron Man came out with The Dark Knight. Okay, okay. Oh, wow. So wow. it's already established, though, for years, and they've been building it up. And I think they, like, skipped one or two years, but otherwise, like, they pretty much went year after year dividing it up, but still like making it full overarching mm-hmm. where DC now is jumping into this going, let's make it so we're there immediately fast track everything. And in terms of the quality and the writing and everything, just make it so it's already where they are in terms of a massive group of characters that mm-hmm. so far have been built up and, and like you look at like Avengers real fast, like that's a, a very, very base team up skeleton look of it where right. there's not much anything in there. It's just like an empty thing with like characters that are mm-hmm. running around doing their thing. But that was like the whole point of it, though, is like, hey, look, it's their meetup. Yeah. And this one comes in and they're like, give us that. But I guess make it darker. So because we saw the success of the Dark Knight trilogy. Right. So we want the success of this Dark Knight trilogy's tone. Think of that as the Watchmen at that time. And we want the pacing or the, the current success and level of Avengers. So throw all of that into one, and then you get Man of Steel. Right. But it, from what it sounds like from a lot of the, the behind-the-scenes reports, Zack Snyder really did have a lot of control until they started losing money. And mm-hmm. I'll say that a good example of that is the only reason we got an, our, an older Batman in BVS, uh, the, you know, that Dark Knight Returns style, even though we already got a Dark Knight Returns Batman in The Dark Knight Rises, we got that again, you know, just a couple years later in BVS, was just because Snyder wanted to adapt the Dark Knight Returns book because that was his favorite book. And so it shows that he did have a lot of creative control with this. And the other thing that I, I wanted to mention that I forgot about earlier was the whole arc with Superman's character. I keep hearing this excuse that, well, he was going to be the Superman we all know and love from, um, you know, from the comics and everything eventually in the movies. Could you see Henry Cavill Superman at the end of Man of Steel eventually turning in to Christopher Reeve Superman? 
No, and that's the bullshit no. part. Yeah. It's, yeah. That goes back to, you know, I think this is the sec- the second biggest thing that we all kind of, like, uh, couldn't agree on was, like, just, like, he wasn't Superman at all. By the way, he, love Henry Cavill. Yeah, he's, mm, he's perfect choice appear- for Superman. Physically and, like, appearance-wise. But yeah. you know, the, go back to the comic that Brandon and I read today, the Death Metal um, tie-in special. It was, like, a six-page story by Mark Wade. And that showed Superman doing everything he can, and he went out to help people. Here, it's, events are happening, and he just happens to be there. It takes things for him to act. He doesn't act on his own. He's not trying to go and help and save the world. He's yeah. just looking to help him kind of himself. He's just stuck in the middle. He doesn't know yeah. right or wrong or how to be like a good person to a whole extent. And it just it's all doesn't... very convenient the way things yeah, happen. It's... In the yeah. movie. it's just like, oh, well, I guess I got to do this now. That's why I said we in Man of Steel, we really needed to see him as Superman saving people on his own, going out and around the world and doing that before General Zod showed up. Just showing the essence that, of that Superman fixed and his character. So much of that movie, he, like uh, maybe montage of him saving people. He needed like maybe when he learns how to fly. Like yeah, he hears there someone in trouble and he goes to movie. go help. Yeah, he need, yeah. just the one time. He needed yeah. to take action, not take reaction. Yes, right. exactly. Because mm. then, like you know, the next movie we have is BVS, and it's like. So we're supposed to be looking at Superman as the good guy, but he seems like just as bad as this Batman who's so evil and killing yeah, they're people. They're no different, those and characters. The contrast then, is gone in that movie. Exactly. They're both just as dark, and you could even see they're that They're both assholes. Like, they're yeah. terrible people, that whole movie. I didn't like neither of them. I was like, I hope both of you just, kill yourselves. You move on to Justice League, where Superman, we all knew, you know, he dies at the end of BBS. Like, why do we... Why are we so heartbroken and why do you think he's a savior when not enough time has passed? He hasn't done much as a savior other than he has intense power, godlike power, and we're worshiping a godlike figure instead of someone who is, we're not, you know, instead of worshiping him because he's done so much good in the world. We don't, it's kind of one of those things, but they hype him up like that. They're really, they're really playing way too much into the Jesus imagery in this. Mm-hmm. In well, I won't, I won't movies. reference currently just because we'll do them eventually. Yeah, but for like yeah, I don't want to get like, I won't get into, into those uh, examples. But uh, the whole thing with this, and I was gonna kind of save it for the good. Well, actually, I think I'll, I'll save it for the uh, what we thought was they did right or uh, the good portions and stuff like that was like the mythology and whatnot. Uh, but like I said, that'll be a little bit later. Uh, otherwise, for that, I do agree that it is kind of a... a the, the choices for him are weird because it is it doesn't feel natural to that type of character <laughs> that he would just kind of be like, oh, okay, it's in trouble, I'll help him now and stuff, and he's not going out there. And go, go, Brandon Guy. I know you want to say something. Oh, look, Lois is falling. I woke up from my nap with this rubble yeah. over me. <laughs> like, we pointed that out where she's like falling. And he's like, oh, what the hell? Oh, shit. And then he like flies up and grabs her. Yeah. And- but it makes him look so selfish that the only one he cares about is Lois. That's another, I guess, and for better or for worse, it is the whole callback to, you know, this is a very human Superman where he. Like I said, he hasn't been taught. He doesn't have that full spectrum yet. He's still kind of when he sees something, he helps when he can. Uh, He's not going out there. And I guess one thing that would have been, I think they could have done better is straight up give the man a ski mask 
and right, yeah. he overhears something and he goes to then solve that problem like he isn't necessarily running around to like he's not going person to person like you have an issue you have an issue you have a problem let me help you out but he goes to place to place and in that mm-hmm. place he finds something out and he goes okay i'm gonna find something out and it it sort of does that a little bit in terms of like you know he saves the people in the oil rig and stuff but he could have there could have been like each not necessarily a montage but kind of at that slow pace of he goes from place to place in each right. place he finds that out he finds it out and he goes and does something he doesn't have an identity yet he doesn't do the glasses so he straight up just puts on a ski mask and they're just like who was this man this figure came and like helped us out and whatnot and he's kind of learning what it means and then eventually then we get to like him discovering the lost ship and from there it then gives him a full purpose of oh i see now what i can potentially do because then he talks to his father and he or he talks like yeah jor-el specifically and you learn that kind of thing but um i guess that for me i would have done that instead to make it more bright another actually one more thing i do want to add in now just because in terms of hope in terms of bright literally bright the color uh the color gradients uh someone i'm sure people have seen it but if you do look it up uh, on youtube there is a someone changed it so the color scheme is more natural because you could tell they really did tone down mm-hmm. to make it discolored to make it more matching i guess of that world that literally you see. darker it's ugly yeah. it's yeah. so but ugly honestly if they did bring the color back up i I, i've talked to people before i don't know how you guys feel but the quality of the film not necessarily would fix everything but i think people would have a more brighter take on that film just with the color change like keep everything else the same but change the color and i feel like people would have a different tone it would help the blu-ray to like choose like your color scheme on the film you know what i mean that'd be a cool like little i'm looking at it right now actually Um, you know cameron you're totally right on that and what i think would be super cool is you know the whole thing about clark kent that people forget is when you read some of the older older comics he was a good journalist he didn't take shit from anyone and he people liked clark kent and they respected him and they knew how good he was he could find a story and he could report that's why he got one of the coolest jobs at the daily bugle daily bugle <laughs> oh my god what did you say uh, yeah right what'd you yeah. say parker daily planet yeah um <laughs> i was but, just uh, thinking of what danny said he's like when did he get a degree to become a journalist at yes. the world's biggest <laughs> yeah they, they, they <laughs> yeah. That in this movie and i had an opportunity they, i will I say that part i can't I, even get a job as a journalist they had an you, you can't just walk into that. a paper yeah, i will say at that part i kind of wanted to hide i had nothing to defend that part just like let that play out and while he was finding and discovering himself that whole immigrant story but if they showed his journalistic ability to like follow a story and chase down leads and like discover stuff to help someone to solve a case to uncover something and then report it and then like an unknown reporter gives you the story that type of stuff that would have really added to his character and then when he gets the job at the daily planet you would have been like oh no wonder he's been following stories and chasing leads this whole movie uncovering all this that's stuff. how he no found the spaceship yeah. yes exactly yeah, yeah. so that and would have that would have worked a lot it's better. under yeah. everything and it's not really revealed like yeah. it got us to get to this point to finally make that discussion you know and, and Comron too i like i i want to say like i agree with a lot of what you're saying about him like saving people and everything and like i'm okay with him not really seeking out anybody to save 
for the first part of the movie like it this this stuff that comes to him and he just reacts to it it's once he gets the suit and he walks out of that ship great shot you get that scene where he learns how to fly they had no excuse like the first thing he does he gets this cool suit he finds out he could fly and do all this stuff he goes home and sees his mom it's like okay yeah superman would do that be like mom i found my people and everything and then he's uh drinking a bud light which the product placement is right there so you can see that it's a bud light it, oh, yeah. it could be worse <laughs> it, it could bud be Weiser. transformers bud light yeah so he's drinking <laughs> oh budweiser God. doing dishes at his at his mom's house and he ain't doing nothing so like you're not gonna go yeah. save people with this cool new suit you got, and... and you know at that point, up to that point, I can understand him not doing much. But like yeah. once he realizes like his people and what he can do and his importance and what they the bridge what, between two parents, worlds, like his yeah. dad tells him, you're gonna give these mm-hmm. people an ideal to strive towards. He's like, okay, shouldn't he stand <laughs> up and start acting at that point? You know, yeah. that, that, that's the whole thing behind it. That'd be a yeah, that, that makes sense. Motivation. That, that, is, that is true. Because then um, there is, there, it would allow, I was going to say at least the one defense I can put for it is just there wasn't much time. Like it was like literally like, hey mom, guess what? Hey, the TV's talking to us. And then like, that's it was bad, that bad. Right? That's just yeah, bad. Uh, this movie was two and a half before, hours. Before I continue yeah, through. That movie uh, was so long. Before I continue through it, James, we're going to. Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know. I think a good example, at least in film, of a version of Superman who he starts to kind of help people, but without giving himself away, Smallville. Yeah. And they didn't even call him Superman for the longest time. He just, he always wore like red and blue and he moved so quickly that he was like a blur. Mm. And so that he, people started reporting on him in the papers calling this person, whoever it was, the red blue blur. Because that's all they had on them. Mm-hmm. So, and we were talking about like, wouldn't it that that have been something interesting for Lois to be investigating? Is this mystery person who is going around the country saving people or whatever, and mm-hmm. no one ever knows what he looks like? He just go, he seems to be traveling from one place to another, but you don't know why. And Lois finds him, but instead she only starts investigating him after she he saves her the first time in the ship. So I don't know. I. I feel like Cameron, you got something there that like that he could have had a, a at some point in his life a time where he was going out saving people without the suit because mm-hmm. that we've already seen something like that and yeah. I I enjoyed Smallville when it was out but I don't know uh, they just I guess they didn't want to do that for this movie also yeah I mean back to the college yeah. uh, just real quick back to the college degree thing <laughs> yeah I know I know it's a thing to keep going back to. You know, you could have had had him st- have him start with those flashback scenes with him as a kid that did nothing to build his character really. Um, have him start doing a little arc with him start working at his local town newspaper because he lives in Smallville. It's such a small town, and he just gets work experience from that. And you see an arc of him learning that he actually likes journalism, and that he's like, "Wow, I could use this to actually see what's going on in the world." And yeah, there's know, like no hint towards that. Yeah, have him have an arc that he does that, and that's what leads to him tracking down his ship. I think what they could have done was him, what I was saying before, when he goes out there and he, like, hears about, he overhears something and he goes to fix the problem. He could have done that where he finds out about something. He's like, hey, dad, I found out this and this and I solved it, but I can go and do this to help them. And then his dad goes, no, Clark, you can't. And it just gets into the kind of him stopping him from doing what he could potentially do 
uh, just as another example of like not to utilize what he has. Mm -hmm. And then it would have also further strengthened when he saves the bus because then it like he would have been like, you know, we talked about this, but also like I understand, but it shows like a he had the option where it wasn't necessarily dire to now this is a more dire situation. He has to act and it would have put more, I guess, more um, investment in that scene. I think it would have at least strengthened it. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. I'm just thinking about that scene right now, just how John just starts yelling at poor Clark when he's sitting out on the truck all scared, doesn't know what to do. And John just goes out and starts yelling at him. I don't know if he, he was really like, like right, yelled. Right, we were supposed to keep this a secret. Well, not like so that dramatic. Bad. Yeah, not that. Yeah, it wasn't, bad. It wasn't that, that bad. Just, like, the way I think about it concerned. comes off of the like, ah. I think that was you over the movie. Like, that, might be, <laughs> that might be some uh, personal issues at that point. Okay. Well, I mean, with what's going on at that point, there's so many characterization. That's our biggest gripe about it, you know, and it seems to. Really uh, it's the film down. in general, right? It seems like with yeah. everyone. Yeah, that seems to be the main like issue all of us have, and I, it's I hard think... to look past any anything else because everything else kind of doesn't work because of the characterizations and the actions some of them took. But uh, just to shift gears, because I think that's the main point behind it. What did we like about Man of Steel? When it ended, <laughs> <laughs> you you wound me, sir. <laughs> the uh... four or five scenes with actual emotions. Yeah, the, there was more. I I told you there was more know, than I'm that. Just, I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> but I, but um, I mean, the acting in the movie is really bad. Like it's just nobody feel, has any emotions. It's, it's one, so yeah, dead. I did not notice it until you guys started pointing it out because I, for the most part, really enjoy this movie. Like I I brought up the Jonathan Kent stuff, but other than that, I still find this movie highly enjoyable. It, at least for the action scenes, for sure. And the music is phenomenal. But... Oh, no. I lost where I was going there. Oh, no. What happened? Um, <laughs> okay. Right, I'll, I'll say this. I, I think Henry Cavill is the best part. In yeah. that he embodies a good Superman. There is a good Superman there. He just needs a creative team to like really flesh it out. You know, I'll like give a, this movie this. They allow him to smile once in a while. Unlike yeah. BVS. And I think, uh, I think the choices and like all the actors, actresses, and all that is fine. I just think they need a better direction and better lines and just you know overall better writing. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. Sorry, uh, the, it was that like no one emotes. Like you guys mm-hmm, point, yeah. kept pointing it out that like people just kind of stare at stuff. Like the guy whose truck gets destroyed, he doesn't go like. What the fuck, my truck? Yeah, he's yeah. Like, oh, just like looks okay. at it all confused. Yeah, and, and I think the, he was still end, drunk. The look <laughs> Clark's <laughs> giving General Zod as he's like giving that big dramatic speech with the dust in his hands, like you've taken everything from me. And <laughs> Superman's just yeah. looking at him, just like yeah. <laughs> and yeah. there was this one shot where they're flying through Metropolis, like destroying the city, and, and no they one's have scared. This yeah, there's this one shot of people on the ground just kind of blankly like, looking up, and I'm like, I get that they're probably trying to just look like they're awestruck, but no one is moving or running or screaming. Exactly. I was the one and that pointed that Zach out. Zack Snyder. They're so small. He, two people fighting. You know what I mean? You're not going to yeah. see, and they're moving so fast. How, what are they really looking at? Like, the city's falling apart around you. I guess so, what, yeah. What, what, why were you trying to hunt down these two specks? 
way up in the sky. They're practically impossible to see at that point. I mean, dude, the city's falling apart around you. Just run. Like, yeah, I, why I don't would know, you sit around? I don't know about you guys, but if I saw two people flying and flying through buildings and cutting skyscrapers in half, I'd be out of there. If you can yeah. even see them, yeah. skyscrapers. You know what I mean. I'm just saying, I'm not gonna, building, I'm not gonna not stick gonna around. See. You're not gonna try to wait to find out what it's coming from. You yeah, know? A, and it's a plane is bigger, and you could be like, oh man, there's a plane flying through three buildings. I can I'm see about that, to, bur- I'm about to go there right now. Go for it. I'll, I'll talk after you, Danny. Go so, for it. Oh god, I'm having, I'm having PTSD to that bad 9/11 joke I made on. Oh gosh. Oh no. So, but no. Uh, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure Zack Snyder said he was going for a 9-11 effect. With the was he? Of, with the end of Man of Steel. That's what a huh. pretentious douchebag this guy is. And why, Brandon, you look this up and see if you could find it. But if uh, you Yeah, look, just hearing Brandon, like, you can see the the, the urgency on his face. When, when Frank edits our episodes for Apollo, he keeps the keyboards in, because he's like... I just oh, I'm keeping that Brandon's, in. It's hilarious. The yeah, because like, it works in very well. Bulky keyboard, just yeah, because I have a, of his hands. Like, <laughs> I have a mechanical keyboard, so you hear everything. It's super but, satisfying, though. But like what you guys were saying, if you look at that terrible, terrible footage of what happened on 9-11, one of the worst tragedies this, this country's ever had to go through, it those people are running they are terrified it oh, is yeah. you feel the emotion looking at those videos of what's happening in that city on that day they get war videos when yes. bo- there's bombings people aren't looking around Video, being like are those coming from, from the planes? middle east or whatever Where people are, are running from? for their lives yeah people like, don't sit there and just like i wonder what that is uh, like no no it just it's one of those things but anyways, will... back to what we... I'm so sorry, Cameron. Yeah, I didn't... Say what you need to say, but we need to say what we like about this movie. So, I know. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I forgot. I, I, this well, I was going to... What we like. Okay. All right, so... I guess so... that's why the emotional scenes really stuck out, uh, stood out to me. Like, when Superman snaps Zod's neck, like, that feels tragic and sad to me. Uh, the scene where he's being the shit out of Zod for threatening his mom, I love that. Uh, anything Michael Shannon mm-hmm. like I loved in this movie. That, that you just said it right there, Michael Shannon. That's the best part of the movie. That that yeah, whole Michael, movie Michael feels Shannon's like Michael fantastic. Shannon giving it his all, and everyone else just kind of like, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's, it's I so distracting yes. because he's the only yes. one that is giving a performance. <laughs> Even Russell Crowe. S- I'm so sorry. Go for it. Yeah, I, I'm I mean, sorry, I, just to. I was trying to get back to what you guys were saying about the the tragedy and the destruction, just real fast. Um, I will say the beginning when it's the terraformer, so Mm -hmm. everything's literally being sent up and down, Mm -hmm. and you do see people running for their lives. Uh, They are bolting. When it is down to just... um, superman and zod fighting it is a different point because then they aren't necessarily like in one spot like the terror when it's terraforming everyone like you can kind of it it very becomes obvious where it's coming from so everyone knows where to run whereas in this one they're going all over the place so there's not really anywhere to go necessarily especially since like no one's really Use, they can't use their cars currently it's just on foot but also now you're watching because first it's like oh god a giant machine is doing machine things now they're saying hey look two people that more or less look like us are in the sky 
shooting lasers and flying around. And um, I'll I'll get more into like I said the mythology portion, but I, I just wanted to say like there is there is a point where they do run, and there is a point where it is the shock and awe. Yeah. Um, and if it if he was trying to guard the the nine eleven portion, yeah, it's not. Yeah, no. But uh, <laughs> it, he does a really good job of conveying the loss there of like he doesn't sugarcoat it like i guess just it's a very very small just quick thing you look at I, when the chitari i think that's what they were called mm-hmm. invade new york in avengers yeah uh you see them shoot cars and you're like no not the cars uh i never saw like one dead body whereas like this one you're seeing when you look close when the terraformers bring things up and down you are seeing, you see all these bodies mm-hmm. in the air going up and down, yeah, yeah. conveying. You're yeah. just like, oh my god! It's just like Superman out. movie. Yeah, and someone, someone pointed out in the Smallville scene that I never noticed before when one of the Kryptonians lands on the jet and like rips a dude in yeah. half. Like, yeah, I, I pointed that out where he pops that guy's head. Yeah, no, and no, I was but like, you could hear oh him my too. god, yeah. you could hear his yeah. scream. Like, yeah. Yeah. So and you just kind of go out. It's, it's just crazy. too. It's just yeah. too. It comes off as too edge lord for me. Oh, I, I, I mean, for me, I, I, it, it's kind of what I wanted. I was yeah. kind I of enjoying myself. Because you're a psychopath, camera. Yeah, oh, I know. No. Okay, well, hey, man. It's, it's one of those things. It's like, do you want like something that's somewhat grounded and you could feel like an adult superhero movie, or do you want the same cheese that we get from a comic? And having that balance, you just have to. Get it just yeah right. that, like, that's I what i was just about to say that it's a it's a balancing act but getting yeah. showing the civilians and all that tragic you know intense stuff happening it does make you feel like really weak towards them and it shows how powerful they are so it makes yeah. you feel I, uh, tiny compared to them it, and Brand, did you find it i found something similar i haven't found a direct quote but this is to quote snyder to japan times apparently according to this article i found on multiple websites quoting him he wanted to have a movie and this is quoting Zack snyder to have a mythological feeling in ancient mythology maths deaths are used to symbolize disasters in other countries like greece and japan myths were recounted through the generations partly to answer unanswerable questions about death and violence in america we don't have the legacy of ancient mythology superman is probably the closest we get and it's a way of recounting that myth and then i found another article from this website called medium.com that came out in 2016 and to quote the article this guy is he titled it three years later man of steel is still a soulless pile of 9-11 debris and <laughs> oh he go this writer goes as far as calling it 9-11 porn and, huh. and he, a sick man. he says yeah. to not, you know, he goes, you cannot see the difference when you see clips of a skyscraper threatening to crush people. Um, he says because of what happened in 9-11, it's, you know, it's ingrained in a lot of people's heads what happened and you can't help but see the similarities. That's the paraphrase. I guess I could see that. Yeah. Um, and I got to do more research, but I've been looking this whole time and this, this is what I found also so far. really goes back to what you were saying, Brandon when we first were watching Man of Steel is that it tries to reinvent the wheel when it comes to comics and make them something they're not with like making them the mythology or whatever, you know, what makes Greek mythology makes Greek mythology, you know, the epic hero, you know, always dies at the end. If he lives, he lives like Jason and Jason and the, or his girlfriend turns into a snake or something. Yeah. Great story. Jason. They're used to explain the world basically. Yeah. That's not comic books. 
that's not what they ever were and if you try to make them something they're not it just comes off as really pretentious and i love the cast of this movie you know, going back to the good things in the movie because oh, we absolutely. never talked about that. Love the <laughs> it was cast. such a weird shift. I was like, wait, what? My yeah. brain was telling yeah. me. I know. I love <laughs> the cast. I love um, the cast. I love that scene with Henry Cavill fly, uh, learning to fly. And I think the Smallville fight was really good. It was really mm-hmm. well laid out, even though Superman like just destroyed his hometown. I mean, they were kind of... Even the uh, side Kryptonians that weren't sought, I thought mm-hmm. were interesting. Feora and... I always yeah. forget oversized man. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, the mythology stuff, that's what I appreciated. I do like the mythology and taking superheroes as our modern mythology. I've always believed yeah. that and I've always agreed Same, to that. Same, yeah. Um, and the thing is, is that if you're going to do it, fucking do it. Like, yeah, go well, that direction and that's the direction you stick towards. And don't stray. Like, give us a mythology and make it definite and be like, this is going to be the focus of this strand of films is that it's embellishing on creating them as a mythology and giving that new perspective of them as our modern mythology. We right. get that to a certain point, and I think Cameron probably knows way more on how it does intertwine into that. Um, but I don't think it was enough. It wasn't definite enough. It you comes know? off as so pretentious in the movie. Go, Brandon. Yeah, so here's my thing. And this is my big thing with like all superhero films, and this is where I think Man of Steel really misses the mark. And I've heard the term modern mythology and I've like studied into it and not to say I'm an expert or anything, but I've taken it very serious that comic books are our modern mythology, especially Mm -hmm. considering comic books are one of the few things that are a U.S. based thing that was created here, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it is our modern mythology. Superman's origin story, Spider-Man's origin story, Batman's origin story, Wonder Woman's origin story. They are ingrained in our culture. They are widely known before you know the character practically. They are a rehash of certain other mythologies and other stories from the past, real and fake. And it has become our modern mythology. And because of that, there's no reason to make it more than what it actually is. Man of Steel could have been the same exact origin story that we've had. It is the one that works. It is the one that has always been. It is the retelling of Moses. And it Mm -hmm. works because that's just what we were introduced to. And that is what we understand. And that's how it is. And Superman's origin story is getting this deconstruction that isn't needed. You can tell this modern mythology. You could praise this modern mythology. You could put a twist on it slightly. And it will work. But you don't need to make it more than it already is. And you don't need to deconstruct it. And I think that's the biggest problem with this film. Is it tries to make more of the modern mythology. Even though the modern mythology is still being developed to this day. We are still in the fourth era of comic books. When you think about it. it. It's like tweaking parts that shouldn't need tweaking. Yeah. It tweaks so much and stories. But like key components should stay the same. Imagine. He was trying to fix Superman. Yeah, and, and he didn't you don't need to. you don't need to. It's like imagine when Norse mythology was created, and then twenty years later, someone tries putting a deconstructive spin on it mm-hmm. and retelling it. That's what's essentially happening here. This is a character that is under a hundred years old. This modern mythology is still developing, whether we agree on it or not. It really is, and it's always going to be here. And they're trying to jump a, get ahead of themselves and do too much when it's not needed, and that is my major problem. Uh, <laughs> and I just want to say this too. I It's not that I don't think that uh, superheroes are mythology. Like I agree complete with you, with you, Brandon. It's just that 
you it really feels like he wanted to make it more like greek mythology roman mythology you know Asian when it's mythologies. its own when it's its own thing we like those other mythologies because they are their mythologies you don't need to make comic books something that they're not Oh, I see what you mean there. Like yeah. we're mm-hmm. we're trying to make it too much like those when those were individualistic like crazy. Like yeah. right. the, and these are uh, influenced Norse by mythology those. and Greek mythology, two yes. totally different separate universes. And just how superheroes are now that new separate universe. Exactly. I see what you mean by yeah. that. Yeah, and that's I, fucking right. That's, yeah, totally. that's why I think it comes off as pretentious. And you know, if you really wanna make this more if you really want to make this more credible, just take it seriously. Yeah. Like and then, the Dark Knight trilogy. And just mm-hmm. my last little thing is commit. You know, this movie has a really bad balancing issue with its tone and direction and pacing. And it's like you want to make a grounded superhero movie, but at the same time, you want people flying through skyscrapers and all that. But you're trying to create an emotional moment, even though Superman is destroying half a city. So you need to, if you're going to do a deconstructive twist on it, you need to do it right and do it at the right time and commit to it. Don't have those okay, None of this wishwashy back and forth, you know, like oh, because it's like a combination of like oh, you have you're trying to make it superhuman, but also it's you're trying to make it mythological. Also, yeah, it's like, it's like finding yourself and yeah. going through a journey if you at want, the same time. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to create your own story, that's fine. Comics superheroes are built that way. People could tell their own stories, but don't go back and forth. And that's you know, my that, biggest thing. That's a good point because they are trying to be. It's trying to make a love story out of like every couple every like 30 minutes between him and Lois and they want to focus on this love aspect but also focus on like the humanistic aspect of everything plus the mythological aspect of everything plus the superhero aspect. like it's too much when it's like if you want to give us a love story give us a, a Lois and Clark love story that's that's what you need to focus on and how like it's getting too broad in every direction but that's where multiple films you could have had each film yeah up a yeah, yeah exactly another, you know? like i said yeah, yeah i agree soon. with that yeah, i agree but, with that completely but how weird was it to see superman and lois start making out in the middle of a crater full of dead bodies in the car <laughs> i didn't get that yeah it's, yeah. The, yeah. it's the heat of the weird. moment the heat it's, of the, you know, the right moment so excited <laughs> lois your city your apartment <laughs> just got burned down there's like corpses right under us yeah. this flat ground used to be skyscrapers exactly yeah. like just, i could see that moment happening it just wasn't placed in the right spot right. you know what i mean like, like there was a lot of things that did happen right but i was like but the the scenery the current scene does not fit this of the moment. apocalypse and yeah another thing like, too put it somewhere else yeah and going back to the to the mythology thing the hero's journey is such an important part of mythology it always is and it's always makes you know all of them oedipus you know uh the odyssey this hercules all these stories there's a reason why it keeps coming back exactly clark makes little to no growth in this movie he is still the same at the end and that makes I, I know we don't want to talk about BVS so much. It makes him sulking around and hate being Superman and BVS even more frustrating because it's like, if he was still like, if by the end of the movie he was hopeful Clark, like I'm going to change everybody's mind and make sure that I show these people of planet Earth that I'm here to stay and I'm going to help them and protect them from whatever happens at the end of the, even if they don't like me at the end of Man of Steel. And then he's kind of beat down and BVS is just like, I don't even know if this is worth it anymore. That would have been great. You know, we see another layer to Clark and everything that, you know, he's he's already tired of it. He's trying to find his way as a superhero. He's got this serial killer billionaire 
with, they're dressed as like a bat who's after him, and then you know Mark Zuckerberg's also trying to kill him in the movie, <laughs> but. That would have been so much better than just Superman, like, already saying at the end of Man of Steel, yeah, I don't like you guys, the government and everything, you know, trying to track me. I know you guys, you know, I don't know, you guys don't like me. And then it's the same thing in BVS. And then, in, yeah. oh, and then in Justice League, he comes back from the dead, and all of a sudden, everybody loves him. Yeah, and that, it doesn't make sense. And he's happy. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. I, mean, I went off on a little bit of a rant there, I'm sorry. It's funny that last scene was with the drone... Yeah. You guys did like make it really obvious to me last night that it is really jarring that they cut straight from Superman grieving Zod's death to that. And <laughs> it is really, like you said, Brandon, pacing issue of tragedy to immediate comedy. Destroy He's like, oh, tax paying dollars. <laughs> He's like, oh man, I killed the last of my kind. Oh yeah. Dro- <laughs> He's like drones. Yeah, you're never and gonna find out where I live. Yeah, and obviously for the character, it wasn't like right afterward, but for the audience, it was. And it, yeah, that is. I couldn't see it, Superman doing was, that. Superman yeah. loves America, but he'll waste ten million taxpayer dollars. I can see. Superman I didn't ask you to build a drone. drone like, my Does money. this belong to you? you know, yes. Oh, that would have been way better. Yeah. Um, I think that was like the biggest thing is that, you know, it. it they should have spent more time in certain moments, but they made that fight scene so long and i get it like it's cool that we got to see a superman full force just pounding through stuff i love seeing a badass superman fight where he's against someone equal or greater than his strength we love that that's great give that's what we want however like that was like half the movie you know (laughs) and it went on for a while it is surprising all the other scenes were just like okay this 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 super drawn out thing this 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 mm-hmm. and then it just kind of brushes it up like there was things you could have embellished on we could have been closer to people we could have cared more but they focused so much on that and you know what they were to save fucking money without all that that scene being that long um but it, it's just that pacing and you're not you know maybe a casual watcher trying to get into superman like how convincing is that going to be when they compare it to the marvel films and unfortunately that's the society we live in and like we shouldn't think of films highly that way. unfortunately yeah. yeah like that's for the regular well, mass audience they're going to be like well this was i understood this movie way more than i understood this movie because it was just paced better you know and with the film that's the key thing you got to work on is your pacing and how you're doing your transitions just like a good comic yeah, well, the studio shouldn't try to also mimic what the MCU was doing. Let's be Again, honest. Yeah, yeah. that studio was also issues. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't want yeah, it to feel that way, but the studio is making it feel that way. Eventually, like a month in months, uh, like I'm not even like episode like 15 or seven, like between 15 and 20, we'll get into the mess that is the DCEU and everything around it where it can't find its own identity but yeah for sure we'll get to that i got a couple messages from snyder fanboys that i wanted to share on this episode too that i've gotten save that for the end yeah i just Uh, want to like what were your favorite moments because i know you're a bigger fan and you you enjoy this film probably a lot more than us like yeah we'll enjoy it to an extent but you are you are why we are here yeah tell us one of your favorite comic book movies let's do this on a high note of all let's end this on a high note yeah. So for me, oh look at the time, guys! I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, um, he's like, oh, gotta reevaluate my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> be like the dude selling death sticks and taking blood. Yeah. But no, um, 
looking at, I guess, let's let's go back in time to when I was in college. But, uh, like, Brandon, <laughs> uh, I remember getting ready for this movie and listening to the, they gave out the theme, just the theme song of, like, Man of Steel himself, and we had the trailer. I remember going on that stuff on loop, and I still at this time, I rarely see movies more than once in a theater. And for this one, I saw it twice because I just wanted to see it again. And at the time, I was with a girl and I took her to see it because I wanted her to watch it. And she kept, <laughs> this really bad guy. So, yeah, she tried to, kept trying to make out with me. And I was like, <sighs> we're watching the movie, damn it. And I was so intent on, like, I, I really am loving this movie. I want you to watch it too. Like, we could do this later. Don't worry. He's about like, it. here, put this but... Clark Kent face on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's so. Every woman I date is named Henry Cavill. I just let you know. No, but uh, I got... I don't know what it did that made it stand out originally, but hearing more, like, I love the idea and the take that it is, like, I want this to be something that is mythological. I want this to be something to be, like, this is some form of first of appearance of some being of power in this world that does not know this exists. And the combination of that... And I really loved that they did want to make it something that was, for better or for worse, and due to, like highly unpopular for many, but something that was more human. And it's like moments, it's small moments that I really enjoyed, whether it's, um, you see, yeah, Superman beating the crap out of Zod for threatening his mother. And it's like a son defending his mom. And it's like, what's the thing people always do in the streets? And it's like, you could talk about a man's whatever, but you don't talk about a man's mom and stuff like that. And that whole sense of just bringing it very down to earth to things that are always really relatable. And it's like, I told you guys a story before where uh, it was a couple of years ago. It almost seemed like there was going to be a fire near my house. And the first things my mom wanted to take was like photo albums because those are something priceless. You can't like bring these memories back from these like photos. And it's like you see when... Uh, the Kent house is attacked. Ma Kent, like, uh, has the photos. That's mm -hmm. the first thing she grabs, and it connects with me in these senses because it makes sense, and it, it is those human connections that I always got from it that made sense to me, which is, like, what made it stand out. Not to mention, of course, the soundtrack itself. I consider this probably the best superhero oh, soundtrack yeah, i have ever yeah. heard in my entire life. Yeah, Like, totally. I've never seen another soundtrack where all of a sudden uh, Spotify... I think it was 2016 or something. It was like, why do you have a lot of Man of Steel songs as your most listened to of the year? And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I still happens. listen to the Spider Verse album. Yeah, I just, I always bring it back up, and I still listen to it. So the soundtrack itself is amazing. Seeing Henry Henry Cavill as Superman, honestly, epic. like so epic. Uh, yeah, he erased. Yeah. It didn't. I don't want to say he erased. Perfect but casting. He, mm -hmm. he became Superman for yeah, me. Where it's like, part. yeah. He's yeah. the best part. We all agreed on that 100%. Yeah. yeah. And seeing him do that stuff, whether it's him smiling when he flies for the first time or when he's crying in of his own personal disappointment when Zod's dead. Like, it's those moments that I just... I don't know. I felt something because it's something that this film does that I really honestly never feel for these other films that I've seen that are, like, always, mm -hmm. like, fun, roller coaster fun times. But it made me 
really think about things and it's like is it right or wrong to have your kid your kid can do these amazing things but is it good or bad to have them hide or do something like this or should he have killed this man or should he have saved lives it's like Mm -hmm. having these thoughts to really i guess debate or really think about whether i know like some of you guys may say like oh this writing could have been better for these kinds of portions and stuff but it really made me think instead of just go that was fun and walk away from it and it's always one i come back to and enjoy over all the others because it just it feels like it it's in its own little world unfortunately because i wanted it to be a much bigger world and it kind of got yeah it got stopped from various reasons but like it, it could have been something so much more and because even though I don't think it's a perfect movie, obviously, far from it. And I think there is a lot to be improved, as we've talked about earlier. But it's what it it, it really shows of what could have been and what we could have had. And given the opportunity, if the, it just incorporated these things and then had full control to just lay out a new, real DC extended universe... Mm-hmm as and with this as the foundation like it really represents all of that to me and even though it doesn't do that now i mean it doesn't obviously uh it never got to do that i still see it of what it could have been which is why i cling to it so much more than i would like any other film is that thought of that what if also i think i'm gonna tell you what brandon tells me about the 1989 batman because you have a lot of nostalgic feelings for this movie and that's where a lot of it comes from and that that's why i know batman 89 is a shitty movie but i'm so nostalgic i'll fight for it all day long and i will and, die on that hill that, <laughs> yeah and i will die like representing that that uh, keaton batman but i know it's bad um but you know what you're right there's a lot of moments and there's a lot of things within it that i think you appreciate more and those are the things and elements that i love but just weren't played out to my expectations yeah. and wants and needs and all that. Like, cause I think, I mean, again, I think again, it comes down to like the most disgruntled and angriest people in this like episode about this is like, we've read so much of this character. So we know how high and how bad it can be just from the comic books itself. And this being the incarnation that the mass audience gets to see, I think that's what disappoints us the most. And I think I that's what it all comes too. down yes. to, you know, and I think it, it makes us angry because then us being our, our stupid, geeky, like we're, you know, big headed selves about superheroes, we we want the perfect thing to capture more people to appreciate these characters. We want more people to see why they're so great. And we we had that opportunity was missed, you know, and luckily you are a comic book fan and you do understand and you can kind of look at Oh, yeah, pl- it read plenty of Superman stories. Yeah. And it's just like. Man, I, it just doesn't, for the mass audience, I wish they could have just had something It better. doesn't, ironically enough, and no pun intended, it doesn't do justice. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. No, it doesn't. It and does not give you the truth and justice. <laughs> That's the thing. It get, it, you know what? It's going to get real meta. It shows you it, the American way. It gives you hope, just like they say in the movie, instead of saying truth <laughs> and justice. <laughs> and, you know... Superman means so much to me. He's like one of my favorite characters. And it, like Brandon said, it just, it makes me so sad that this is a version that the masses are getting. And you see so many people that are saying, well, Snyder made me like, finally like Superman or whatever. 
because like the, he made him more serious. He made him into Batman. That's yeah. why you like him. Uh, again, it goes back to that that early tragedy that was unnecessary. You know? Yeah, and that's why I always tell people, if you want to know why I don't like this movie, go read What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, in the American Way. That's my favorite Superman story. Read the Death of Superman comics, which deals with massive destruction and everything and how mm-hmm. Superman handles it. I know it's yes, an older yeah. Superman. Read it's all so Star- good, though. Yeah, yeah. read All-Star Superman. Uh, mm. Read the John Byrne run. Read the Ed McGinnis run from the early 2000s. Like All four there, seasons by you know, Jeff yeah, Lawrence and Zale. All, and, no, yeah, uh, four seasons is so For all seasons. New it's 52 just, uh, Grant Morrison. That was yeah. a great upbringing to that Superman character, the, too. The Rebirth run you know, was great in the beginning with Superman. You know, seeing him as a father. It's just, that's Superman to me. He doesn't need to be Christopher Reeve. He doesn't need to be the cheesy guy all the time but it's just there's some fundamental things about the character you got to get right no matter what kind of story you throw him into mm-hmm. like batman like you can't yeah you can't change the origin why, why would you change the origin of superman and alter that like where it's that devastating but not alter batman's what if batman's parents were shot when he was a teenager instead of like when he was an eight-year-old boy you know like that's how dramatic of a change they yeah. did to superman paul kent never died that early to cause that just like Batman's parents didn't die later in his life, died. Early. It was a specific timing they made for these characters, so he that, could grow that, into Batman. Yeah, exactly. And so that Superman felt something later on and realized stuff as an adult. You know, it was just yeah. But I, before we hit final thoughts, uh, my favorite thing was Krypton. Yeah, Krypton yeah, was awesome. Yeah. Was great. Russell Crowe yeah. is amazing yeah. as Dad. You know, like the blown up moon, like with that history, and even the like, like the, the designs of the armors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Armor, like I, um, I didn't like the the set aesthetic with like the I didn't like the whole Geiger thing, but mm-hmm. I just I like that we got to see more Krypton. And yeah, thirty minutes, twenty yeah. minutes of Krypton. You know how it, I timed it. Russell it was Crow about had, twenty minutes exactly. Yeah, yeah. and wow. Russell Crowe had some big shoes to fill. With Marlon Brando. That's not an easy task, and Although, he did a great job. You know, you guys are right. Uh, Danny and everyone says emotionless because when I think about like how much I loved Russell Crowe's performance, I was like, he was just kind of the guy just standing there, just like, come on, my son. And then he just like super flat the whole time. <laughs> he, yeah. he didn't even like, use an AI. Yeah. I know, but still, like, it just it adds on to that whole like. I know. Man, it would have been. And we just but, ruined yeah. our favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm but, still happy. Because even you feel with like Marlon Brando, like he doesn't want to send his son to Earth, but like yeah. my son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he heard the message. Brando. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Brandon, you know what I was thinking yeah. about, right? <laughs> For those that don't know, um, just real fast, Mega Mind, they do the Marlon Brando Superman, like uh, yeah. Jor El. Yeah, he's like, my like Superman. listen here, you're my son. I can't do. I can't do a good like Marlon Brando, but he's like. Listen to my space, son. Like, oh man, something. I wish I could get my oh, sister gosh, in the room yes. right now. She could do a perfect Marlon Brando impression. <laughs> your sister does a good Marlon what? Brando yeah, impression. Yeah, she yeah. Old <laughs> movies, so she wait, like, wait, your your sixteen year old sister could do like an impression of yeah. This... She could do a really good. <laughs> she Marlon can do Brando. A, She can do a crime boss yeah. from an old Italian. <laughs> She's like, she, like she always goes like. I was gonna say like. I, I oh go ahead Brandon no 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 go for it I was gonna say I know we trash this movie a lot and I'm not again I'm not trying to say it's the worst movie ever because it's not no and it's, I you it's know I, I love Henry Cavill as Superman I think all the characters could work if they were written better and they could really just need to fix the tone commit the pacing issues don't get me started on that 
and I mean the flashbacks. I mean just to again, some I fundamental flaws with it as a movie. Yeah, yeah as a story, a and point. you know, in our commentary, I told Danny and Brandon, as people who study this stuff, you know, a backstory is a you know it's a significant event that's supposed to basically happen in a character's past that builds their progress, but the problem is that there's no progress made with the actual character itself or the, yeah. himself. So these jarring flashbacks that are out of order on top of that, you have flashbacks where you get this obviously not teenager, Henry Cavill <laughs> arguing with his dad. And then, I you know, dad, <laughs> it's like this 30 year old man. I hate I'd you, be dad. Scared. If I was Kevin Costner, I'd like, my son will kick my ass. Yeah. I was yeah, like, sorry, yeah, son, do what you want. I guess yeah. like, I won't tell you what to do. <laughs> Don't hurt me. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, you have these flashbacks like, okay, it's him in school, him as a baby. Sure. And then it goes him as an adult. And then, his dad dying, and then his dad letting him get his ass kicked, and then like, yeah, it's just told out of order. There's it's... no, there's no progression for the character. It just kind of happens. No. So that's like one of my bigger flaws. I just wanted to say like, I don't hate it. Some of the fights are cool. Every like Zod was obviously the best character. Henry Cavill is like the best modern day Superman, and I just think as Tim a Daly film, it could have a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff could have just been done better but you know when it comes to those flashbacks i think a lot of them would have worked better if they were one in linear order of his age of course so we could process it better as an audience but also if like it reflected and help his growth like we go back to this moment and we realize why he's reacting like this differently we go back to this moment yeah exactly that's how it works learned you know but it, it it just felt like cluttered and just flashed in and sometimes the flashback was just to give backstory and exposition and not like a purposeful lesson for the yeah character, you know that's kind of like the whole yeah movie too. like yeah it just tells it yeah the show. scene where he like lois tracks him down and you see jonathan kent's uh grave marker and then it flashes mm-hmm. back to show you how he died but i can't understand why they did that other than to show you that yeah this is how he died it's yeah to, right it was just like it's to create em- yeah it's supposed to create empathy for the character but you don't feel this you, you realize how you don't feel empathy right you just feel confused you mainly didn't get to you didn't feel any empathy because you didn't really get to know john Kent. yeah that too you mm. barely yeah. see so... the only time you see him with his dad he's fighting with him <laughs> yeah it's true except true. for like one oh, wow. scene wow you're kind of yeah you're, yeah. you're right on that actually yeah. Oh, yeah that makes sense yeah so uh yeah well were you gonna say Brandon? no i was saying whatever what other final thoughts did you guys have on this well i wanted to ask everyone here would you all want to see another Henry Cavill yes. Superman? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah, hands yeah, down. Absolutely. Hands down. down. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it did not cool. turn us. The off, Yeah. Yeah. It did not turn us off like enough to like deny that. Like, there's so much potential, and especially because, like Brandon said, Henry Cavill made this movie. If it was anyone else, I can guarantee you, it would not have made it past Man of Steel. I don't Nick, think it would have uh, done it. But I think that it was just so perfect. That that's what catapulted everything else. Sorry, I was gonna say that Nicolas Cage Superman with uh, Michael Shannon oh, Zod. Dude, hey, I would have <laughs> loved that too. I mean, that's what we all really want. In I was the like, run, I know? was like, who was it? It was Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Was... When, when we talk <laughs> about dream movie, we want that light up suit. You know? <laughs> well, if you see here, I'm from Krypton. And... <laughs> I know a little thing about truth and justice. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say this too? Is that I. Just to go off real quick, because I know we're trying to wrap things up. I want to see, you know, just do a soft reboot or like a standalone sequel like they're doing with Suicide Squad. Where it's like, yeah, the last movie happened, but we're just going to ignore that. 
and just pick up where that movie kind of left off and yeah, they did cool. it for aquaman yeah yeah, yeah. just did it for wonder woman too for both I, films like, i want to see right. an intergalactic <laughs> superman adventure with like yeah, him and mala and lobo the lost city of candor do a new Ooh. krypton storyline have have him encounter mongol or you know uh the new Something. guy like the new gods or the green lanterns mm-hmm. just have him like go through space because i love or no, not mala uh is it mala or it's maxima maxima, maxima oh, yeah mala yeah, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. gorilla that yeah. holds the brain yeah so like yeah, oh, yeah, the, yeah 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 it would be like a buddy Justice cop League. thing with like Superman and Maxima and Lobo is like hired to track down Superman by like Mongol or something like that, and they're just he going can across space. Some cool stuff. And yeah. Oh, like and... he's got to try to get the Lost City of Candor from Superman, and because Superman went out to space to go get it and bring it back to his Fortress of and Solitude. And it leads to Brainiac. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. so many things you could do. There's but... so many things you could do, and we just keep getting Lex Luthor and General Zod. Yeah. I I will say that I would love I I I want space but I also still want to see like actual Superman in Metropolis so I still want to see those more not necessarily street villains but I I've been wanting to see like um I would be fine with a double villain movie where you do have uh, Parasite and Metallo yeah Metallo would have been that. Metallo yeah. would have been the perfect villain for BVS instead of Dude, Doomsday. Honestly, like I, I well, that episode's gonna be fun. They'll be different, but I have things. Hey to man, say. I'm just saying. I think that would have been a great first movie. Just yeah. Metallo and Parallax, not Parallax. Um, Parasite. That would have been interesting. You know, and you a have take and introduce more. Nicholas Cage as Metallo, just to call back oh, to that unmade yes. Superman movie. Oh, Nicholas Cage as Lex Luthor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, i'm just saying just get nicholas cage in there for something just because he yes. got robbed of that superman movie have him be a uh, bibbo the bibbo guy Bibowski? that runs the yeah yeah, yeah that's another thing i hate about man of steel <laughs> and snyder in general with superman is he kills off all the side characters oh yeah you know, that, i don't we'll have that discussion for BVS, because so much of that happens in BVS. I don't, yeah. but that's the thing. I don't want to see Bibbo Babowski or like or any of these characters in in Superman because he's just gonna kill them off or like Dan Turpin. Hey, the the, man. Oh, no, Dan Turpin. Dan Turpin. Yeah, there's yes. Dan Turpin. There's Maggie Sawyer, Commissioner Henderson, like all of these characters that I don't want to see him make in a movie because I know he'll kill them. Uh, Dan Turpin <laughs> dying would break my heart. All well, over again, just that's like Jack uh, Kirby's baby. <laughs> Omega yeah, beams. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, uh, Man of Steel, yeah. love it, hate it. Um, very mixed emotions on it, you know, more hate, but I mean, very mixed emotions. <laughs> yeah, um, very much it, so. It is it... worth watching and analyzing and getting an opinion on yourself. Like maybe this is the movie that turned people onto Superman. Maybe this made people research more. And sometimes that's kind of what we want. Like if you didn't like this, go read a fucking comic book. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. No, like, go watch the animated series. If or you that want a good Honestly, modern day yeah, interpretation yeah. of Superman. Honestly, this uh for me, I it was animated series in Justice League. Uh and then this movie. I don't think I actually cared about Superman in the comics. I just like at that point was just reading mainly Batman and I think I don't remember if I either read them right before, during or after, but I know like that's what I started reading like I got into All-Star, I got into Four Seasons, Birthright, all those ones. Like I started just reading them up on them all. I could have read them earlier. Honestly, I could be completely wrong. But I just know it was like those were all around the same time that like I got into them. Okay. And like now I've been reading 
what was it Tomasi Gleason's Superman and then Bendis's Superman. So those have been quite fun. But... I catch up on a lot of that. Yeah. I think the yeah. last thing I'll I'll say about this movie real quick is just there is nothing worse than a dumb movie that's trying to act smart. <laughs> mm. I'll end it right there Oof. for me. Well, I will. <laughs> anyone else got any last words before I say mine? Um, Conron. I watched this movie for you and Brandon and Danny and James. So you know what? You yeah. did not do this for me, Brandon. <laughs> I did it for your reaction. I didn't want to watch this movie. <laughs> I did it for that reaction. That's what I wanted. But uh, no. Uh, yeah, Brandon? Oh, no, no. I would say what, what's great is that, like, you know, we have our thought out, you know, emotions here kind of collected. But uh, if you guys want our real reactions on the spot in the moment, <laughs> check out the movie commentary coming out uh, first week of March on Apollo City Comics. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Comrade, this was your thing. So anything else yeah. you want to talk about or bring up before we put it behind us and move on? Not much here. Uh, that's about all I got for Man of Steel except for, really? Like, dude, I love that suit, man. It's, uh, I, love that. I know <laughs> yeah, people don't like that suit, maybe, awesome. but the, the, I, love I love those suit. freaking suits. I, I can't wait suit. to see the black suit. I'm yeah. so pumped to see that black better suit because the... I know people, huh? I was say, better put the red underwear on them. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna put the red under. I need on. that. <laughs> at least for a moment, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. at least do but, something. Yeah, that that pretty much is uh, our Man of Steel discussion. We will be back in probably a couple weeks, two to three weeks. We'll have the Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition discussion that I think will potentially be longer. I'm not too sure, just because the movie itself is like an hour more. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're do- you guys can do a com- we're doing commentary for that. We start too. early. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be this it's gonna be, be uh one. yeah. This will be the first one yeah. or first time I'll see the ultimate edition. Oh, oh. it's it's oh, it's wow. an improve- if you've only seen the other one, this one improves <laughs> it. I will say, but we'll we'll get into a we'll get into it when it comes to that. But that one's a that's a whole other ballpark. That's a whole, yeah, it's a whole other ballpark. And Snyder but otherwise. Stop sending me death threats over my. Oh social yeah, media Danny, accounts. what were you getting? So oh, da- that. Danny, Danny, that was real? those were all mine. Those oh, I get bad yeah, death threats from people. Uh, I got. I'll just. Do you want me to save it for the BVS episode? Because I know we're trying to wrap up here. Uh, I got. Give us a couple. Give us yeah, a few. Yeah, okay. yeah give us some examples. <laughs> two, I'll read you one that I got on my Instagram the this the other day, because um, I said Man of Steel isn't a good movie, and I think Superman the movie is a better Superman movie, and I like, but I do like Henry Cavill. This guy says, no, it does not want, no, it does not, not you want a smiling supremacy pretending everything in life is good. Shaking my head, whack-ass comment, go watch Reeves save a cat from a tree, you fucking pussy, kill yourself. Oh my god. We should just post those, like, everything. And then on my social media, on my Facebook, I got a comment from a guy, he sent me... The clip of the, the, you know, you are my son speech, which we all agreed was a great scene in Man of Steel and the comic panels from where it was ripped off from Mm -hmm. in Secret Origin. He goes, see, Zack Snyder does understand Superman. He takes everything right from the comic. You just don't know anything, you little bitch. I'll kill you if I ever find you. (laughs) Good God. I get Snyder fanboys are worse than Star Wars fanboys. Ooh. How dare you, sir? Ooh. I will say we're not all there. like. I would no, still, you're not I don't like that, Comron. That's why we're you. friends. I'm a. I would like to. I would like to label myself a Snyder Hoper. Uh, I believe in the hope okay. of yeah. Snyder. Right. Uh, Snyder. That's better. Yeah. 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 Yeah
bad death. No, that first one you got is a very toned up person as Zack Snyder's daughter uh, died. Uh, She pretty much uh, passed away from suicide, so uh, he obviously doesn't know Snyder that much. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Yeah. and everyone has said multiple times that it was like, we all agree that he needed more time to grieve and yeah. have a time yeah. to just breathe with everything happening before he could come back. And I totally blame the studio. That's another story, but I blame the studio for not giving him any breathing time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I got I will say, I, I did donate to that site and I do have um, his Justice League associate producer t-shirt. So nice. I oh, can yeah. put my name in there as I am a Snyder Cut associate producer. Oh, yeah. I get to see. But, um, uh, <laughs> Well, were you gonna say Brandon? No, I was gonna say. Oh, which Brandon? California Brandon. No, no, no. You go. You go. I was just say, but it in a weird way, this movie is what brought us together. Yeah, one of those moments. So you know, I'm happy we got to do this. I know it was a bit of a uphill getting to this moment, but we're bonded by pain. Yeah, or <laughs> pleasure, however you want to put it. But go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, no, I didn't have anything to say. Oh, okay. okay. So. That is our show, you guys, and here's, uh, alright everyone, time for the plugs. Uh, James, where can people find you on Twitter? My Twitter handle is at invaderjim124. And That's you can also find... my screen name pretty much everywhere. Gotcha. And you can find James and I on, pretty much if you're already subscribing here, that means uh, you're already subscribed to Sutra Side Talk, as this is where you can find the show. It's under that channel, because I don't want to pay for multiple channels, I don't have that much money, guys. So, uh, you can listen to us do our weekly show on games and movies and TV show news and whatnot. Uh, we also, myself and Brandon, uh, Texas Brandon, El Paso Brandon, whatever you want to call him, Blockstore Brandon, uh, me and him do a movie analysis podcast called Sutra Sidewatch, where we'll eventually have a third share on just rotating people in and out. But we will do a movie every other week. And already out now is Fight Club and... Uh, the week after this should be seven. Yeah. So uh, we're doing that, and then next month in February, you're gonna get a lot of, uh, you're gonna get a couple Bond films. So mm-hmm. it should be a fun time there. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said I and, wanted to uh, be there for those. The last show is up to it, down to it. Uh, that is a show I do with uh, friends I went to school with, and we literally just talk about a random topic. That is the most off the rails show you will find, where we just do random shit or we'll we'll just go all in on a topic and it's a very i'd say a diverse set of people talking about some interesting stuff uh take a look at that though that, that one is a very inconsistent uh show so just look forward to those episodes when they come here and there uh otherwise uh danny where can people find you uh you could find me at www.dannybenson.com that has uh links to all my social media accounts on there as well as my uh, personal blog and such you could also go to my new webs uh new news website that i just launched uh, along with uh, brandon www.thirdplanet.news and we're gonna have some really cool content coming up there we uh, we already have a review of cyberpunk 2077 up as well as a new article that just went up today. So, uh, guys, go ahead and check that out. We're going to be having some fun stuff coming up, especially with the Snyder Cut coming out. Yeah. Awesome. And then, uh, Brandon's, you both are the hosts of the Policy Comics podcast. Care to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's a comic book commentary show where we go over movies, films, everything comic book related, um, some discussions here and there, and we're streaming everywhere. Just search for us on any platform. We're on it, uh, YouTube. We have visuals for our comic books, 
and we'll have a bunch of short videos coming out this year for long box roulette um check it out and you know we always try to link up with each other so we can find each other on our instagrams and all that yeah and then on top of that we try to work with as many people as possible so uh make sure to always check us out every time we have a new episode new update new share any sort of content we post send to others or share because we're always trying to work with people and basically you know share build our universe build our, our universe <laughs> and build whatever it is we're building towards and you could always find about new people in this recent week we just worked with one of my friend's bands called a never and they helped us with some metal music so mm -hmm. definitely check that out from recent posts and um yeah, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. so if you want to follow the show on social media uh just follow at suture side talk on instagram or twitter uh, and of course, if you want to help us out, just subscribe, give us a review, you know, just all the stuff for that platform and then share it out however you can. That's how you can really help us out since we are free and there's no ads here. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. And that is pretty much everything, guys. I hope you all enjoyed this pilot. Let us know if you have any opinions. I'd love to hear them. And I'm sure they would too. Uh, email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com, which I will say links to everyone's shows and all of our social media will be in the show notes. So just check that out and you'll find everything there. But once again, just email us for comments, questions, anything. If you want, if you want us to read questions on the show and answer them, we'd love to for mm -hmm. any of these upcoming films. So if you have a question, whether it's BVS, Suicide Squad, Shazam, any of those. When we get to them, we'll definitely answer those questions. Once again, it's sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. But hope you guys enjoyed this. Watch some Man of Steel, love it or hate it, and prepare for Justice League Snyder Cut. Oh so long. God. Yeah. Later, y'all. Later. Thanks for listening.